Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to Jags Drive Time with Ashlyn Sullivan, John Osher, and Brian Sexton. Jags Drive Time starts right now. Welcome in Jaguars Drive Time Wednesday morning. Ashlyn, Brian, and John here with you getting ready for a home game this Sunday against the Ravens. We were in the locker room on Monday talking to the guys, refreshed, recharged, making some changes on the bye week, but they all are very aware who is coming to Jacksonville on Sunday, and everyone is talking about Lamar Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's yeah uh, quite the challenge. My, that's my hot take. So uh, <laughs> There's or, no or hot takes this today. Or that, whatever Read it the is. Rundown. Um, so, Why would he start now? Uh, but yeah, uh, Lamar Jackson is the overriding theme, just as Patrick Mahomes is the overriding uh, theme two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So that's our topic this week. It sure is. Big things. Let's start it. Big thing one is a chance. The locker room is still talking about the playoffs because, of course, they should be. There are seven weeks remaining. The Jaguars saying if they win those games out, they finish with 10 wins and they make it into the playoffs. Technically, yes, it is still a possibility. You never really truly get away as a competitor, as a competitor knowing that you have the remaining stretch of your season, which is going to be significant for us because it's going to um, just re- we have to win in order to uh, get in the playoffs, and uh, we know that. So nobody really got away from it, and um, we're just ready to get back, get back to it. Big thing too is where does the defense stand? We all know this defense is looking to improve these remaining seven weeks and limit the big plays we saw the first half of the season, and some changes coming to the defense expecting this week. Little meeting today uh, after everybody kind of reflected and stuff that ways we're gonna utilize our players and stuff moving forward. So I, I was excited to hear all the, not really changes in the defense, but just the ways that we feel like we'll be successful moving forward. Uh, it's going to take a team effort, obviously, but we, we feel like we have a, a good plan for these uh, last seven games. We'll start with this first game, so it goes. And finally, big thing three is the return of Saxonville. Calais Campbell making his return to Jacksonville on Sunday. Everyone looking forward to seeing 93 back in the building. Yeah, definitely. Me, me and Josh definitely talked about it. He, he's definitely one of the most like influential guys in, our, in both of our careers. You know, he taught he taught me more than anything about how to take care of my body. You know, now into my sixth or seventh year, I'm seeing what he was talking about in the rookie year. We definitely miss him. I mean, it's kind of sad he he was let go like, a couple years ago, but I mean, he's showing that he can still play. And he's not a, like the oldest in the league, and he's still balling. So. 
And there you have it. Those are big things getting ready for Sunday's game against the Ravens. And we knew we wanted to talk about Calais Campbell. And in the locker room on Monday, we said, all right, you know, who can we talk to about this? And it's crazy to think how different this team looks since 2017 because there were four guys that we could talk about the impact of Calais Campbell. Smoot, of course, Josh Allen, and we had Shatley and Cam Robinson. And that was really it from the 2017 team. You know, when you, you talk about the best free agent signings in Jaguars history, you have to talk about Keenan McCardell, obviously, and Leon Searcy, and probably Paul Puzlesny, but then Calais. I mean, there are some people that put Calais even higher than that. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm not sure that he's not a pride of the Jaguars guy. And that's insane because he played three years. But if you think of the impact, the love in the community, uh, the fact that over the last 10 or 11, 12 years, the year that he came in and – you know, a lot of things reshaped the franchise, but he reshaped the franchise that year. From his first day. And they got to the AFC Championship game, yep. probably should have made the Super Bowl, uh, the love in the community. I don't know that he'll, you know, it's way above my pay, uh, pay grade to <laughs> decide who's up there. But, you know, I, 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 I'm not sure that he's not in the top handful of guys who have ever influenced this team. I have a list of 10 guys who I think belong in the Pride of the Jaguars. And he's I, not next for me, by the way. Keenan's next. No. I mean, Keenan and Tom Coughlin have to be the next two. And Tony Bracken has to be in there before he gets there. And I think Maurice Jones-Drew. But he's there right around five. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I can list a bunch of guys that belong in there. And and he certainly does. Which is crazy that it was only three seasons to make that But you know, he had four and a half sacks in his very first game. He, he was part of the transformation that year. And... Mm-hmm. The plan, if you go back and talk to Tom Coughlin or Dave Caldwell, would tell you they thought they'd get three years out of that group, and they only got one because Leonard got hurt and then Cam Robinson got hurt, and it all sort of fell apart. Um, but, man, that year they went from 4-12 and 12 the year before, 3-13 and 13 the year before, to 10-6, and six, an AFC championship game, and he kind of pulled all the strings together on defense. When he was great in the opener, that made everybody else believe it was possible. Yeah, set the tone. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think he should be next, but uh, Tony Brackens was a great defensive player. Uh, He's your all-time sack leader. But when Calais was in his prime here, I think his first two years were his prime, he was better than any other two-year stretch any any Jaguars defensive players ever had. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I would argue that Brackens was in 98 uh, was a dominant player, too. He was almost Defensive Player of the Year. Mm-hmm. I know. Nice. Let's go back up to big thing one, which is a chance. And, of course, you expect the Jaguars to be saying this and, and doing the math. If we win this game, if we win the division, we can make it into the playoffs. Of course, you expect that. You want to hear that. The expectations are high right now for these next seven weeks to, to sneak into the playoffs. A lot of things would have to go right. Well, it, we'll go back. 1996. I've talked and written about this a lot. Uh, they were 4-7, and seven, and they came off a terrible loss in Pittsburgh and cut Andre Risen on Monday, and you thought, well, this thing is done. It's going nowhere. So they go to Baltimore, ironically, to play the Ravens, and they are down late in the ballgame by eight points, and Vinny Testaverde puts the ball on the ground. It bounces right into the hands of Eddie Robinson, the linebacker. The Jaguars score, get the two-point conversion, and win it in overtime. That started a seven-game winning streak, right? And in that seven-game winning streak, every ball bounced their way. So it wasn't just that they started playing well. They had some great fortune that mm-hmm. they was created for them as well. Can it happen? Sure. Is it likely? Yeah, No. Um, but you could see a little run here. There's a lot of similarities between that team and this team. And it would be fun. In order for that to happen, it has, you have to win on Sunday. Yeah. 
Yeah. Otherwise, at that point, you know, I mean, it becomes so remote. But you win on Sunday. You create, and John, you recall this, this playoff atmosphere where Mm -hmm. every regular season Sunday became like, hey, if they win this one, and that's what we've been talking about for this team, just be in the conversation. Mm -hmm. If they win on Sunday, they're just on the cusp of it, right? They're not as entrenched in it as they could be had they won some of those winnable games in October. But they'll be in it, and you'll have people talking, and that's what gets people excited about where it's headed. I would love for it to happen. The one difference I see... With that 96 team, uh, until they got to the playoffs, the schedule really laid out for a run. Yes. It, 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 it's it was Cincinnati and Houston. Yeah, you had teams that were uh, struggling. This Jaguars team faces a juggernaut down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, again, I keep going back to this point. It, it would not surprise me if it, there's no game down the stretch that I'd walk out the field going, man, I can't believe the Jaguars won that. Right. Uh, because they've been in every game. It would surprise me if they won them all. Right. Because it's. I think all the games will be close. I think they'll be in it. To me, what you watch for in these last seven games is, can they start making the play at the end of the game to get them over the hump, which they haven't been able to do yet. So if if they do that seven times, then sure they can win. I think, that, I think they'll be in six of these games. Can they close the door? We'll find out. If they could close the door on some of them, especially on Sunday, it'll be fun. And many guys in the locker room, especially on Monday, were mentioning the division. And that's the pathway. That's the key to getting into this, this playoff is winning the division. And they said, hey, you know, we're two games out. We have three divisional matchups left. It's possible. But every single player that I talked to on Monday was laying out these divisional games now. They're already important. They're so much more important. Uh, you, 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 man, do they regret the Texans and the Colts. Gosh, yeah. Where you especially that chance, Texans game at you, home. You, you regret those because you could be 3-0 and in the division and in command. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that is big things. We come back much more to come on Jaguars Drive Time on the Jaguars Digital Network. Publix, where shopping is a pleasure. The presenting sponsor of Sunday's game against the Ravens. We're back, Jaguars Drive Time, Wednesday morning, getting ready for Sunday's game against the Ravens here at home in Jacksonville. And now we bring in Ravens host Garrett Downing now to Jaguars Drive Time. Thank you for waking up for us this morning. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. For sure. And what can this Jaguars team expect with the Baltimore Ravens coming to town this weekend? What is the state of the Ravens? Look, this Ravens team is really good. I think there's a lot of confidence uh, with this group about what they can do this season. Uh, They're in first place. In the AFC North, they're riding a four-game winning streak. And I think that again, the sky is the limit for this team, and, and there's certainly a lot of confidence with this group. You know, this defense is playing really well. They're coming off their best two-game stretch of the season in New Orleans on Monday Night Football and then last week at home uh, against Carolina. They made a big trade at the deadline to add linebacker Roquan Smith from the Bears, and uh, he's made an immediate impact with this group. And I think everybody around him is playing better as a result. So this defense is playing lights out. And then, of course, uh, whenever you're playing the Ravens, Lamar Jackson takes center stage, uh, and he's continuing to have a really strong season. Talk to me about Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen. Uh, And and Patrick, obviously, for folks who have followed the Ravens a bit at all, uh, is one of those flashing playmakers who's constantly around the ball. How are his and Smith's roles similar or different? What are they asking Roquan Smith to do? 
Well, we got our first real taste of it uh, Sunday against Carolina because this was the first time that, that Roquan Smith was able to go out and play every snap. Against New Orleans, he was sort of just thrown into the fire after the trade uh, right before that game, and he ended up playing about 60% of the snaps. And then against Carolina, he played the full 100% of the snaps, and so did Queen. Both those guys were on the field for every play. And I think what we've seen is that Roquan's ability to to Basically, both those guys have great sideline to sideline speed, so they can fly all over, the, all over the field. Roquan's ability to kind of step in there in the middle has allowed Queen to really use that speed to his advantage, and he's coming off maybe his best game uh, as a Raven last week. Uh, this is a former first-round pick. He's in his third season now. He had 12 tackles, a half sack last week, a tackle for a loss, uh, and he's just been playing with his hair on fire. And, and, and when he was coming out, I'm sure – you know, a lot of uh, your fans will have watched a lot of SEC football. He was a great player at LSU the year they won the national championship with Joe Burrow. He was the defensive MVP in that national championship game. And uh, everyone knew about his speed. And, and that's what I think has kind of been unlocked with him in recent games. And, and you just see him flying all over the field, making plays in the backfield, making plays along the sidelines. Uh, and if he continues to play like he did on Sunday – then him and Roquan Smith are, are probably the best, you know, inside linebacker duo in the NFL. Hey, Garrett, I think people, uh, if they're not paying close attention, may have missed how good this Ravens team is and how good they could be. Mm-hmm. An amazing stat. They've led by 10 points in every game. Uh, mm-hmm. So how good does this team think they are? Uh, it feels to me like a team that should believe that it can compete to go all the way. Yeah, I think that is the the expectation uh, that they you know have they just have a lot of confidence um, and and that you know they believe that this is a really good team. Um, now where that goes, we'll we'll find out. Uh, but the hope is that you know this team can can certainly you know be one of the best in the league. Um, you look at the schedule. You know earlier in the season they lost to the Bills, uh, they lost to the Dolphins, and both those games they had big leads in the fourth quarter. Uh, same goes when they played the Giants. Basically, every game that the Ravens lost, all three games, they had big leads late in that game, and they just weren't able to put it away. And, and John Harbaugh kind of said at that point, you know, the, the beauty of that, those losses, well, of course you don't want them, but the beauty of it is that you, you learn uh, and you kind of pay attention to the things that you need to improve. If you win those games, then you can kind of gloss over them and sweep them under the rug and pretend like those deficiencies don't really exist. When you lose, it's not as easy to do that. Um, And so they took a hard look at at some things and they've made improvements in certain areas. But yeah, I mean, the Ravens easily could have won any of those three games that they that they lost. And then you'd be sitting here saying, oh, this this team has the best record in the AFC. So um, I think they're a really good team. Um, But, you know, they they needed. Their team, like last week, it was a close game against Carolina. Offense kind of uh, sputtered out of the gate. So, um, as you guys know, anything can happen on, on, on Sunday, and they're certainly taking that mindset uh, over the course of this week. And finally, Garrett, we were just talking about Calais Campbell at the start of our show, a guy that means a lot to a lot of people here in this building. What have you seen from Calais so late in his career? Yeah, I'm sure the same thing that all you guys when he was in Jacksonville um, you know he's a he's a player who's so well respected I think a lot of people were worried that he was going to retire this offseason he flirted with that idea really considered it uh, but ultimately made the decision to come back and play and then once he decided to come back and play the question was whether he was going to stay here uh, and the Ravens were able to work out a contract uh, extension with him to keep him here but yeah I mean he's he's a great guy on and off the field he's involved in the community he's a leader 
uh, in the locker room, and he's playing really good football. This defensive line is, is I think, kind of quietly been one of the strengths of this team over the course of the year, and obviously Calais Campbell is the leader uh, of that group. So, you know, he's having a, he's having a terrific season. Um, they've got Ravens have a couple veteran players, Calais being one of them, Justin Houston being another, who are uh, pushing off father time and uh, <laughs> showing that they can keep playing at a high level in the twilight stages of their career. Going to be an exciting game on Sunday. Garrett, thank you so much for joining us on Jaguars Drive Time. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Coming up on the Jaguars Digital Network, some of this or that. Stay with us. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Price.com is the easiest way to save money with, with comparison shopping, cashback coupons all in one. It's free. Try Price.com today. This or that. This or that. We're back, Jaguars Drive Time on Wednesday, which means it is this or that, presented by Price.com. Brian, what do you got? We're going with Josh Allen or Devin Lloyd. Who needs to have a breakthrough game? And obviously with Devin Lloyd, if Chad Moom is getting a bunch of snaps, it's a breakthrough position there. Um, is it Allen to pressure a quarterback who's difficult to pressure because of his mobility? Or is it that linebacker and one of those guys is going to have to know where he's at at all times, right? And run to the ball and make plays. Who? I say it's the linebacker, whoever it is. Devin Lloyd or Chad Muma, they've got to make plays. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. That's why it's a good this or that, Brian. Thank good you. Nice. Um, because any time Josh Allen has a breakthrough game, he's having a game of immediacy, I like to call it, because he's breaking through right at the quarterback. So if he breaks through and has two sacks and a forced fumble, then all of a sudden whatever anybody else is doing – matters a lot less that's the impact he can make we saw it against josh allen last year of the bills um so i i i would still say it's more important for josh allen because of the impact of the pass rush on any game but i get your point as as mobile as jackson is it, it's a tough call schlin and if you're asking who needs a bigger game right now i think you have to make the argument it's josh allen from anyone on this team right now everyone is starting to ask questions about Josh Allen and where are the sacks and where is the production and we all predict at some point it's going to show up and we're going to see a Bills like performance from Josh Allen but I feel like every week we're going to say all right this is the week this is when it's going to happen and I think for Josh it's crucial that he needs that breakthrough game at some point it'd be good to have on Sunday yes yeah, later in his career for that reason I mean Devin Lloyd is getting his snaps reduced. So I, I think personally, Devin Lloyd probably feels like he needs it as well. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of urgency for both of these guys this this week. John, what do you got? Uh, who's the tougher matchup, uh, Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes? And I wouldn't have thrown this out there except they just played Patrick Mahomes. Um, I don't think Lamar Jackson is quite on the level of quarterbacks uh, as Mahomes, maybe Josh Allen, the elite guy. And then as soon as you say that, yeah. you stop and think, you're going to be sitting in that press box, you're going to be on the sidelines in the brutal cold weather, um, <laughs> and you think, 
when it's third and eight and you have a two-point lead late in the game, I don't know that you don't consider Lamar Jackson a lead at that point because he's, you know, so uh, I don't know that there's a good answer to this question. Well, it's, Mahomes it's is more good dangerous. This or that. John, it's a good this because or he's that. the best in the league. <laughs> it's a good this but or Lamar that. But Lamar Jackson is that guy. Don't think for a minute yeah. that he's not as dangerous in big situations as Patrick. He Patrick. absolutely is. Uh, and the word dangerous leads me to say Jackson mm-hmm. because – just as soon as you think you've got him bottled up, he's getting nine yards when he needed seven, and and when you had everything covered, and then you have one on one where you need a Lloyd or a Muma or a, a Luakun to be able to get there. And right. It, it's like chasing Kyler Murray. I mm-hmm. mean, incredible speed and elusiveness. So I'll say in terms of the word dangerous, it's Jackson. Yeah. And then when Jackson gets seven, every couple of games he turns it into eighty. Yeah. Right. Which. You know, you know, everybody you talk to about Jackson, I mean, you watch him, you feel it. He's the quintessential guy in the NFL right now that, that you can beat him for 58 minutes and think you got him beat, and then he beats you in minute 59. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How would you like to have to go negotiate with him this offseason? Yeah. It's not money. going to be pretty for those folks in Baltimore. Yeah, and when you think specifically to this Jaguars defense and the struggles they've had against mobile quarterbacks, oh, I yeah. go back to that brutal game in Philadelphia that I always talk about. And the Giants. Jalen Giants Hurts. are just as bad. Right. I think specifically to this Jaguars defense, the bigger challenge is Lamar Jackson because when you think of a mobile running quarterback, you think of Lamar Jackson. You probably think of Patrick Mahomes in the top three, yeah. but Lamar Jackson to me is always number one when you think that. Yes. He's lightning in a bottle. Yes, indeed. Going to be a big challenge on Sunday for the Jaguars. And my this or that is talking about that cornerback position of the Jaguars. At this point, I feel like they aren't going to get it right these remaining seven weeks. Neither of these guys are ideal for the answer long-term for the cornerback position, the starting cornerback across from Tyson Campbell. But for these remaining seven weeks, what do you guys want to see? Do you want to see Trey Hearn and you know what he is? He's consistent. He's reliable. You understand what Trey Hearn's ceiling is. Or do you want to see the young guy? Do you want to give the reps to Buster Brown and see what he can become? I want to see Brown. Uh, two weeks ago, two games ago, um, he played okay in coverage and struggled a bit against the Raiders tackling. And then in Kansas City... He struggled a bit in coverage like a lot of players do against Kansas City, but tackled better. Um, He's all SEC, led the league with interceptions, uh, is a terrific football player. He's just undersized, right? Um, And obviously has a lot to learn. You're looking at needing multiple defensive backs for the way that this game is played these days, and you're going to have to go find them. If you find one on your roster right now, that's one less you have to try to find in the draft next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, if if you're asking me if I had to have just one guy there the rest of the season, I'd probably go with Brown. I, I think they will continue to do what they've done, which right. is play them both and play them situationally and give Brown a chance to come on. Uh, that's not a knock on Trey Herndon. I like Trey Herndon as a reserve on this team because you feel like it's somebody you can rely on to get you through a game or two. Uh, I don't think he's a 17-game guy. So – Yes, yeah, C. Brown for uh, the rest of the season if you had to choose that route. Mm-hmm. All right, and that is This or That presented by Price.com. When we come back on Jaguars Drive Time, some closing thoughts. For nine years, DreamFinders Homes has been proud to call themselves the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Visit DreamFindersHomes.com for all available inventory. Hello. Welcome. The Jaguars medical team is a crucial part of the team every season. But yes, I was running out of breath. 
Oh, what a shocker. I said that wrong. Competitiveness. 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 But the latest episode. Episode. Come on, Swin. Yes. Yes, go be. In my Invisalign. Josh. Josh. Josh Scobie. He's gonna be so upset I'm screwing up his name. No, 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 no. Shlin. Woohoo! I hate you guys. Uh, Why do you do this to me? What? Because you're leaving us. I am. Uh, this is my last Jaguars drive time. I am. I'm sad. I'm excited. I'm scared. Upset. All the emotions. But the show has come such a long way, and I am going to a new opportunity next week. But I wanted to thank everyone who's watched the show. The amount of times that we're in Publix or at a restaurant, and people come up and talk about this or that, and the amount of people that watch this show every single day, even with a team a lot of years that has been struggling, has always impressed me, and we've worked so hard on this show, so. Thank you to everyone who has watched it every single morning. It, it definitely means a lot when people come up and say they watch this and they care about this show. Well, you know, uh, it wouldn't be me if I didn't tell a story, but we were starting this show. Joe Fortunato, who's over there, and John and I were talking about what we were going to do with this show. And you showed up as an intern in 2017 right as we were getting started. And we thought, well, let's throw her in and see what she does. And here you are. <laughs> Six years later, we're proud of you. Thank you. You have grown tremendously in front of the camera, behind the camera. All the little things that you do, you will be missed. I just want you to know we are proud of what you've done here. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. Well done, and uh, you will be missed. I will. Thanks, nice John. And I can't, I'm not telling them where you're going, but it's cold, and, and you're going <laughs> to. And I'm going to complain. You're going to so complain. Much. So good luck to whoever you work with in the future. <laughs> They're going to have to deal with a whining Schlin every single day. That's we'll for miss sure. you very much. Well, thank you guys, and thank you all to have tuned into Jaguars Drive Time. The, the show lives on. It's going to be great. Brian is going to be hosting, and he's going to do a fabulous job as always. But thank you for tuning in to Jaguars Drive Time on a Wednesday, and they will see you next week. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.